Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode, we're doing grilled soft cheese and honey. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles where I help you take control of your high life. I am your host, Marge, and I just want to say thank you for being here. I'm really excited about this week's episode, and I'm excited that you're sharing it with me. So before I get into the grilled soft cheese, which is delicious, amazing, I just wanted to guess, chat about a few things. By the time this episode is airing, it's going to be my father's 90th birthday. Hard to believe that he's turning 90 this year. And he is still mistaken for a man much younger than he appears to be. Oftentimes people are like, oh, your dad, did he just retire? No, he's turning 90 and he's doing amazing. Still lives at home. He has three pot plants growing in his garden right now, courtesy of me, of course, which is huge considering when I was a teenager, he Uh, was adamantly opposed to my use of cannabis in any form, as many parents were back in the day. And of course, if you're probably doing some of the math, I'm in my early 40s. He was a little later in life when he had me. And he, of course, grew up in that reefer madness era. So who can really blame him for the propaganda that he had to ingest for most of his adult life? So strides are being made, folks. And in fact, if you're interested, my father did appear on a podcast early on in my podcasting career. Uh, It was called Generational Perspectives. I'll link to it in the show notes. And I'll treasure that podcast episode forever just because it was an opportunity for me to talk pretty frankly with my father about cannabis for the show. And he certainly changed his mind. And now that it's legal, he's like, you know what? Let people do what people want to do. Now, when some of his friends come over, because he has friends over on a regular basis to play pool, and some of those friends who are church-going friends do raise their eyebrows at the cannabis plants that they see growing along the pathway to the entrance of his house. And uh, he doesn't, he's not particularly forthcoming about the reasons why they're there. So that's sort of kind of interesting. And I, of course, he and all of his friends would still have that mindset of the, the reefer madness kind of thing and perhaps might question this a little bit, but not so much to say, hey, what are you doing? So in any case, I'm super excited to be celebrating my father's 90th birthday. It will not be with any infused treats because he still isn't ready to smoke any weed or he has tried some edibles, but they were very low dose and I don't think he felt anything. So that's probably not going to change. But little, little baby steps are sometimes all that needed when you're trying to change the mind of a loved one, which can be incredibly difficult to do. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention is that I am working on a course and I thought I should mention this now because I've been working on it for a little bit and 
Um, now that I'm saying it out loud, that means that it's going to force me to keep working on it and create a deadline for myself. So I'm hoping to have that out by early September. It's going to be a beginner's guide to making edibles. So if obviously many people listening to this podcast are pretty well versed in creating edibles all on their own and don't really need any extra help. But if you know somebody who's wanting to dabble, to get involved, to learn more, and they're kind of not where, sure where to start, then perhaps this course will be for them. Now, there's going to be more information about that in the monthly-ish newsletter that I'm sending out. So you can find out more about that there because I'll be talking about it over on the newsletter and you can just go to the website and sign up for the newsletter over there. And I definitely don't spam people. I do say it's a monthly newsletter, but quite frankly, uh, sometimes I don't get it out every month as I would like to. And I'm apologies for that for anybody who is eagerly awaiting my newsletter. I did miss a month recently, but I am doing a course, the Gangier um, Cannabis Sommelier Certification Program. I'm working on this course. I'm involved in the Asa Academy, which has bi-weekly meetings for uh, women podcasters. And of course, I'm working in a dispensary. There's a lot going on. So of one thing you can be assured, I will never spam you. Now, Moving on to this week's recipe. I got this recipe. It it looks like it would be a beautiful, I shouldn't say it would be, I've made this and it tasted delicious, but it would be a beautiful appetizer. You could perhaps use it as a side for a really light summer meal, or maybe even as a a dessert with the honey. I mean, who says dessert has to be like cake or whatever? Why not cheese? For many people, cheese really is a treat. So this could qualify. I, this recipe was brought to you by, of all places, Costco. So maybe you get the Costco magazine. I am a Costco member and I get the monthly, I think it's a monthly magazine. And they often do have pretty great recipes in it. And this one really stood out to me because they did have some other really nice grilled recipes in it that you could easily adapt to infuse. And I'll probably share some of those in the next upcoming newsletter, which will probably already be out by the time you're listening to this, but it's something that you can expect. And just because I can't really share them all here, but they were so lovely. And I'm also not sure if the magazine you would get in the States would be the same as the Costco version that you would get in Canada. They could differ. I'm not really sure, but maybe you got to pull out your own Costco magazine if you have one and find out. And if you're not a member, well, no worries. I'll help you out. Um, I'm sure Costco had no idea that people would be using their monthly magazine with the delicious recipes in it to infuse and to get high, but hey, thanks Costco. Really appreciate it. Now this recipe is simple and elegant and really all you need is honey, thyme, and a wheel of cheese. And it's as simple as that. Now I couldn't actually, you of course need the fruit. I couldn't find figs because the recipe was originally written grilled soft cheese, thyme, honey, and fresh figs. And I looked for fresh figs. Now I didn't look in Costco because though I am a Costco member, I don't go a whole ton. To be honest, my daughter has a restaurant in town and she doesn't have a car. She lives and works um, in the downtown area so she can just walk to work, no problem. But uh, her father and I often do Costco runs for her. Well, she comes with us, of course, and that's one way that we can help her out. And and so that's when I de- tend to go to Costco. I don't tend to go any other time. 
but that's when I do stock up on the things that I need because I know she's going to go need to go at least a couple times a month. So I didn't really look for figs in Costco. And perhaps with this particular issue coming out, they would have carried them. I don't really know. What I do know is I couldn't find them anywhere else. And it is sort of an unusual fruit to find in grocery stores. I've never seen them that I can recall. But of course, there could be grocery stores out there that are far better stocked than the ones that I'm shopping at, although I'm shopping at a pretty big grocery store for the most part. But maybe they're just more readily available in certain areas. So if you have them, by all means, they are calling for fresh figs, not dried figs. And that is a big distinction. Dried figs are quite good, but they wouldn't be... I don't, I'm not really sure how it would work. And I will warn you that dried figs can also help move the bowels, if you will. So you may not want that, especially if cheese does that to some people already. So that would be a pretty wicked combination for some. So I do not recommend the dried figs. Uh, What I ended up doing was using fresh strawberries and I was able to get fresh strawberries at the store, local ones. They're readily available in markets right now. They're everywhere. And that was a lovely substitute. And then of course, the article itself said that Other than strawberries, stone fruits would be nice, like peaches, nectarines, or plums. So that might be another nice thing to try in lieu of the figs if you can't find them. If you can find them, try it because I've never actually had fresh figs. I've only ever had dried and I would love to hear how you found it because I have no idea really, like I see a picture here. They have a picture in the magazine of these fresh figs, but I have no idea what they would taste like. They look pretty intriguing though. So the other thing to keep in mind is depending on the size of the wheel. So I didn't, like I read the recipe, I bought myself a wheel of cheese. It's just my husband and I living at home right now. Although we did have my father over for dinner for this particular evening where I was able to share this, but he didn't have the infused version. And it was, it was a hit for sure. My dad commented about how he definitely doesn't eat this well at his house. So it's always lovely to have my father over or Chris's parents over and feed them a really nice meal. And my dad loves cheese and happens to love honey. Two things I'm also a fan of. But I bought the wheel of cheese and I just bought a regular sized wheel, not really thinking that perhaps when I looked at the recipe closer, it called for a 450 gram wheel of cheese. That's a one pound wheel of cheese, folks. So that's probably more a Costco sized. So if you're going to do a smaller wheel of cheese, you don't need a whole quarter cup of honey because I found that I ended up with a lot of extra honey afterwards. So use reduce the honey if you're going for a smaller wheel of cheese. And it does ask you to warm the honey in a little pot. That's pretty much the most, I shouldn't say the most difficult, but you want to warm the honey and infuse it with the flavor of the thyme for about five minutes. This also accomplishes the fact that it's going to make the honey uh, a little runnier, so it's going to be nicer to drizzle. And this is where you're going to want to use You can use some of your infused honey in here if you're going to be serving it to different people with different uh, tolerances to to cannabis edibles, then uh, you might want to do two different little pots if that's possible, or if you have a microwave too, that might be something. Fun fact, I don't own a microwave, so this is all stuff that I do on the stove, but... 
pretty easy. You're just warming it enough, enough to like infuse it with some of the taste of the thyme, which you're going to pull out afterwards. And you're just using it to drizzle. So you can drizzle it with the honey and then add an extra drizzle of the infused honey based on the potency that you prefer or based on whoever you're serving it to. So if you have a higher tolerance and you can drizzle on a little more than the next person, which is what makes this a pretty easily infused recipe, especially for people of different tolerances. And essentially, I mean, this is as easy as you get, as it gets, you're going to preheat a grill indoor or outdoor. I did it outdoor on my big green egg. I love my big green egg. Those charcoal smokers are amazing. Again, another gift for my dad. How amazing is my dad? When my mother passed away a few years ago, he figured that he would not be doing much barbecuing living alone. And he gave it to Chris and I. So that has been a gift that has been giving over and over again. And I'm forever grateful for that. And I love to have my dad over for barbecues too. So hence another reason why I had him over for this particular recipe or this particular meal. I mean, this was only one part of the meal, but so you're going to warm your grill until it's very hot. And then you're going to place the cheese right on the grill to sear until grill marks appear on the inside and it starts to melt. Now, when I did this, I was pretty like pretty freaked not freaked out, but I was just like, I don't want this thing to melt. And then all of a sudden start to go through the, the, the grill and, you know, you lose half your wheel of cheese and you've spent all this time and energy trying to procure the cheese and, and get it ready. But honestly, it doesn't happen that fast. So you don't have to worry that nice rind on the outside of the cheese is going to keep it from melting too quickly. So you're just going to have it, uh, melt about one to two minutes on each side. And then you're going to use a spatula and remove it from the grill to a serving platter. And that's where you're going to arrange on top your figs, if you have them, or your sliced uh, strawberries, sliced stone fruit, whatever you want. You're going to arrange that on the top, make it look nice. And then you're going to drizzle it with the honey and you can serve it immediately with crackers or bread. It says nine to 12 servings, but that was again for the a uh, 450 gram wheel of cheese or like large wheel of cheese. So this is a nice little thing. If you are having people over and you want to have a really nice appetizer, who doesn't love warm baked or grilled cheese? Just thinking about it is making me hungry. And I think I'm going to have to go and get another wheel of cheese to do this one again, because it was so nice. So that's basically it. It's a pretty simple recipe, but it's one of those things you can add with uh, I'm outdoor or if you're doing some grilling anyway, you got the grill fired up. Why not try some other grilled items? The, let's see what I'm looking at in the magazine right now. They had garlic and herb shrimp kebabs, grilled watermelon and avocado with lime and feta as a couple of options. I mean, both of those sound nice. And altogether, that is creating a super lovely alfresco dining experience using all the flavors of the summer. I mean, why wouldn't you want to try this out? So I'm going to challenge you guys this week to try this recipe. I'm assuming as well, if we have some folks out there who are lactose intolerant or who are vegan uh, and brie cheese just isn't an option, there are a lot of fantastic vegan cheese options out there that could probably act as a great substitute. Now, it might depend on the kind of rind that some of those cheeses have, but as long as they have a pretty decent rind, I don't see why you couldn't try this. You may need to watch the time a little closer because they could react differently when they're heated on the grill, but a lot of good quality vegan cheeses could be a nice option too for those of you who are avoiding the dairy. So don't think that this isn't for you just because it's a brie cheese. 
And I know my daughter makes cheeses for the restaurant as well. Cause she runs a vegan restaurant and some of those cheeses are amazing. Like they taste so close to the real thing. Many of them are cashew based. So that's also nice because I think if you can maybe avoiding highly processed soy based fake cheeses is probably better for your health, but there's certainly lots of great options out there. And there's plenty of people experimenting with plant-based options when it comes to creating cheeses and other things for those avoiding that type of food. So yeah, I, I challenge you to try this out. And again, if you do manage to find some real figs, let me know what you think of it with the figs. I would love to hear about your own experimentation with this particular recipe, what fruits you added to it, because the stone fruits, the strawberries could be nice, but I could also say being pretty nice with say, maybe cherries for a bolder flavor or blueberries or the blueberries and the cherries come to mind in particular because I have both of those items in my fridge right now and I've been eating blueberries by the handful lately because they're so delicious. So certainly the nice thing about finding recipes like this is adapting them to your own preferences and changing them up how you like based on what you have, what you prefer. That's what I call taking control of your high life, doing things your way with the tools you have at hand and I think you'll enjoy this one. So bite me podcast at fastmail.com is one way to get a hold of me, or you can message me via voice with the speak pipe option, speak pipe option on the website as well. So if you just go to the website, I think it's in the show notes too. You can find that if you scroll down, it'll take you to a link that will take you right to the speak pipe thing, which is kind of cool because if you do, I can reply with my voice as well. It's almost like playing phone tag or something. But I would love to hear what you think, as always. And if you want to share anything else, as far as your own edibles making adventures, I always love to hear them. And if you enjoy this episode, you have a cheese lover in your life as well, like my father, and you think that they would enjoy this episode, please share it because sharing helps spread the word about the show. And that makes it all more worthwhile to do. That's it for this week, my friends. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're having a wonderful week and until next time, stay high. In this episode, we're doing Brigrill. That makes it all the more, th- more blah, 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 blah. that makes it all the more. Th- <laughs>